Hey guys, today I sat down and talked to Bugsy Sailor. Bugsy is many things, uh, but a lot of what we talked about is his journey, his adventure. He's taken a sunrise picture for the past over 1160 days. Uh, it started off as saying 2019 is going to be the year of the sunrise uh, and has continued on since then. Pretty neat, inspiring to watch. He's also a co-founder at the Fresh Coast Film Festival, which plays in Marquette. Uh, he's the creator of Platter Day, 906 Day. Uh, he has been dubbed by other people the ambassador of the Upper Peninsula. Uh, he grew up in Barriga, lives in Marquette. He has a company called UP Supply Company, where they sell a lot of things that revolve around the UP. Uh, so really just UP oriented and been on this cool journey with the sunrise photos that I really enjoyed hearing about and what that has been like. So this is an awesome one. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Obsessed Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Herkus. In this podcast, we get to meet and hear from folks who are obsessed with a wide array of interesting endeavors. We dive into some awesome stories and look at the mindsets and the psychology of those who are obsessed. Let's go. Bugsy, thanks for coming in today. Hey, good afternoon. Good to see you, Logan. Yeah, yeah. Here to talk about uh, uh, many things that I'm excited about, but it somewhat stems the interest stems from your sunrises what number are you at your this morning was consecutive sunrise 1162 okay uh and can you give a little bit of backstory what is that sunrises of the up water what what's yes the well to back up that is every sunrise since january 1st of 2019 okay and 90% of those are marquette county lake superior but across the Upper Peninsula and a few other locations. And it all started as a 2019 New Year's resolution to watch every sunrise of the year. Okay. And I forgot to stop. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the year. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still at it. Okay. Did you go into it with the intention of documenting it as well? I mean, since day one, you were taking photos of it? Yes, it was always a component to document it. So it's all photographed. There's a lot of journal entries. I'm a web developer and I pull in a, like the API of what the weather was that day and a, a bunch of different things. But there's a lot of journaling. Um, it's really more of a documentation project than it is, I say, artistic endeavor. Okay. Um, you know, recording, you know, the, the example of the weather and recording what the weather was like that day, you know, uh, right. because I am doing it every day. Um, so through negative 30 wind chills and, you know, sideways rain and everything else. Yep. And you have not missed a day. Not missed a day. Yeah. <laughs> not and, and, missed a day. And every single day was over water. Is that right? Is the sun? No. Okay. Um, you know, it's primarily... You know, I live close to Superior and there's such this magnetic attraction to Superior. And, and the, my, my gut reaction every morning is to like go to the water, go to the horizon. Yeah. But there is a lot of mornings that are inland, you know, um, especially the mornings I've been away from Superior. Um, but I try to turn turn away from the water once in a while, go to the farmland south of Marquette. And there's some cityscape photos too from uh, miscellaneous weekends in Minneapolis or Detroit. Sure. So it hasn't always been the UP. No, nope, not at all. But okay. def definitely 95%, maybe 98% Upper Peninsula. Okay. 90% Lake Superior yeah. and Marquette. Okay. 
that new year's resolution that wasn't necessarily revolving around water either it was just you're going to see the sunrise for a year or... uh, yes every okay. sunrise for the year okay and, and then uh, wherever i'm at so there's been a little bit of traveling but it's all been pretty much s- sticking to the midwest okay I, i'd love to travel more especially with the pandemic it's you know haven't really been able to the last two years yeah right it's just crazy. I mean, crazy in an awesome way. I'm not saying in a crazy way. I mean, it's it's a cool endeavor. What inspired it? Yeah, it, it's a lot to look back on for me, and it's it's a little overwhelming. Uh, the scope of the project as as it grows, and I always saw that thought that a single year was overwhelming, and now that it's got three plus years behind me, how it started was I had a. New Year's Day tradition that every January 1st for five or six years, I would go and watch the first sunrise of the new year. Okay. Kind of got tired of the late night New Year's Eve thing. Mm -hmm. And at the time I bought a new car and was kind of eager to um, brush off the dust on my camera and to take a little road trip. So it was always a road trip along the Great Lakes uh, for a little sunrise journey on New Year's Day morning. Did that for six or seven years and really loved it. But then I kind of turned back and realized, why am I not doing this more? Yeah. Um, this practice I love and I'm doing it once a year. So 2019 rolled around and I kind of committed to let's make this a New Year's resolution. I wasn't touching my camera much. I wanted to do more of that. Wanted to spend more time outside. Mm-hmm. Um, was looking for sort of a meditative practice as well just like my moment of solitude in the day right and never looked back you know since that uh, first month of january 2019 yeah so i do want to dive and and focus a lot on the sunrise thing and how that's changed you what you've got from it but what's some of your background and story because you're also owner of a a up supply company right you're a founder of a, a film festival um, a few other things. Can you dive into some of that, touching on those areas of your life? Yeah, I, I keep a busy docket. Um, I grew up in Baraga, uh, graduated from Baraga High School in 2001. And, and from there, I went to Michigan State University, spent five years at MSU, loved my time there, studied advertising and sociology. Okay. And right away after college, I started what would be this path of creative endeavors, ambitious projects. And right after college, I started with a 50 state road trip across the country, Hmm. staying with people I had never met. Okay. And that catapulted into sort of my love and ambassadorship for the UP because the further away I got from the Midwest, the less people knew about the UP. And I really found a love for sharing what the UP was, the Great Lakes, Michigan as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I brought that back to the UP when I finished that trip across the country and started a career in web development and marketing. I'm a a web geek through and through from the advertising to the development side. And then lived back in Lansing for a little while I was doing web development and I've been back in Marquette for probably seven or eight years now. Um, Founded Upper Peninsula Supply Company, Mm -hmm. Uh, started as Uperstees in 2008, just as an online hobby. Uh, But now we've got a storefront downtown Marquette, 
keeps me busy year round. And then, yeah, you mentioned Fresh Coast Film Festival. I'm one of three co-founders and one of seven board members. And we just finished our fifth annual festival this last October. And that is a massive undertaking. That's, you know, a year round endeavor now. So that's a documentary film festival that's uh, every October in downtown Marquette. Right. And there's other endeavors, you know, throughout the year that certainly keep me busy as well. Yeah, for sure. So it all fits in this theme, this creator, artist, adventurer. Have you always been that way? I think so. I, what I've noticed about myself, and this is why I appreciate your podcast a lot. I have always found a love for something, a passion for something, and I've always wanted to run with it as far as I can. Yeah. And it started with playing hockey as a kid. I was obsessed and anything hockey I was all about. Mm -hmm. And those, those passions and interests have kind of changed over the years, but whether it be uh, hockey or sunrise or my love for the UP, it's always been a mission of taking this single subject, iterating over it and seeing how far I can go mm-hmm. in creative pursuits, whatever ideas I have to put those ideas into the world. Right. Um, so I like to latch on to a given subject and just run with it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, that's what this podcast is about, right? And that's, I'm the same way and that's what I'm trying to explore. And it's been so exciting to do this. And you're the epitome of what this is really. Um, what is it about you? And again, we'll dive into a lot of it, but do you know why you're that way? Why is it that, why is it, why can't you just take one sunrise picture and, and be good with that? That's a good question. Um, I think I need some more therapy to understand the yeah. answer to that yet. Um, I don't know. Um, it does go back to those early days when I first found hockey and, and everything was hockey. Everything was Red Wings. It didn't matter what it was. If it was hockey, yeah. you know, I was interested in it. And into my teenage years, I kind of drifted a little bit away from hockey and got really into skateboarding and snowboarding. Mm-hmm. And any, as long as it was skateboarding and snowboarding, didn't matter what it was, I was, I was into it. Um, I don't know what that comes from. You know, you could probably dive into a lot of deep psychological needs and, <laughs> and background and, and, and different things. Um, but for some reason it, it's really worked for me. Yeah. You know, I don't really second guess those things. Yeah. You know, it's easy for me to step into those, into those. And, and I'm not, I'm not satisfied with a lot of those things until I really kind of hit a plateau or feel I have done what I've can with this subject. Mm-hmm. So I think I've kind of accepted within myself, you know, even a decade ago that me chasing every sunrise will come to an end. Sure. At some point. Yep. I don't know when that will be, but I always know that there were there will be a next thing. Yeah. I don't know what that will be, but it's just been my life that I take these these subjects and, and run with them as far as I can. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Uh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, just to see you do that, but also that mentality and maybe it's me just saying it's awesome because that's the way I am as well. (laughs) Um, and you fit that narrative to compliment yourself or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's, 
a lot of it kind of goes back to just simple lifestyle decisions. Um, over the last many years, I have cut out a lot of things in my life, such as television. Sure. You know, and replaced that time with working on my own hobbies and, and passions. Mm-hmm. So I've tried to cut out a lot of that. It wasn't even a conscious effort. It's just a realization of like, I would rather be playing hockey than watching TV. I would rather be editing photos than, than watching TV. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I still have those things. Um, you know, I can have a very lazy day, but it's just that, you know, it's been a prioritizing of these things um, and, and kind of reducing the things that aren't fulfilling me in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I, there's a lot to unpack and I think we will, but <laughs> one as a bullet point, you said you you really liked to uh, talk about the U- UP, promote the UP. Um, the UP supply company, you're selling a lot of UP branded products right um but also you i feel like i've heard it read it heard it something you consider yourself or you a up brand ambassador right or a up ambassador is that a thing right yeah so the whole thing started as the brand uperstees in 2008 and that was right after i finished my travels across the country was telling everybody across the country about the up and loved that wanted to continue that role when i got back to back to the UP. It was living in Bar- between Baraga and Marquette for a year. And it was a mix of sharing my love for the UP through storytelling, blog posts, content creation, and then selling merchandise, um, such as we were the first to create what's now the a very iconic shirt of just the Upper Peninsula silhouette on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And in 2008, that simply didn't exist. No. And seeing how the UP culture has changed in that time has been really fascinating. And, you know, tourism is growing and a lot of these different things. But somewhere along that way, a couple longtime customers and fans kind of bestowed it upon me that I was the (laughs) ambassador of the Upper Peninsula. I was kind of self-conscious about it, but then decided to run with it. And because it hasn't been granted from... Um, any of our governors yet i have said that it's always been the official unofficial ambassador of the upper peninsula so through that role it's been a lot of trying to find a lot of different ways to represent the up in fresh light in a fun way and you know the example of sunrise while it's not inherently about the up you know, 90 odd percent of those photos are showcasing the Upper Peninsula in every season of the year while trying, and I would like to do this more, trying to get to every corner of the UP, you know, for those sunrises. And the Fresh Coast Film Festival, um, you know, it's not inherently about the UP, but it's about putting um, the UP on the map rather than being flyover country, as some say and highlighting the Great Lakes and still everything's about kind of building up the culture of this place, celebrating the culture of this place. And while I acknowledge a lot of the UP stereotypes, um, I've never stepped into the role of playing those up. Okay. Um, and just kind of like figuring out what the Upper Peninsula means to me and, and try to connect with people through it. Yeah, for sure. Have you seen... I suppose it's a world you're engaged in, but I, I'm a real estate agent. We have a lot of people coming from outside the area that are excited for the UP. 
Uh, it used to be that people would maybe not move here because of the winters and, and say, hey, that's I am not cut out for that. Now people are moving here because of the winters and that's what they're looking for or because of the just the beauty. It feels like the secret's out. It feels like there's no turning back. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's changed a lot since I started that little brand in 2008. You know, it's been almost 15 years. And I think there's a few key things, you know, that have really changed the culture. Um, pictured rocks, National Lakeshore has been put in national media mm-hmm. more and more. And that's kind of one growth area. Our uh, micro brewing industry, you know, from, from KBC to Black Rocks to Ordoc and all the rest have really elevated that scene and you know there's a whole group of tourism that are coming up just to visit the breweries Mm -hmm. no matter what the season is but yeah the whole winter culture between fat tire biking and Mm -hmm. then summer mountain biking you know has has really put the up on the map for a lot of outdoor recreation um a lot of silent sports from you know it's a destination for for climbers and kayakers and stand up paddle boarding and, and, and literally any of the outdoor sports you can do. Yeah. Um, you know, people have really realized that you can, can do it all in the UP. Yeah. And just the beauty of it. I mean, it's a hidden gem for sure. Yeah. Uh, some people get upset with me because I do too much promoting of the UP. You yeah. know, there's always this, this debate of, of right. you know, oh, when will, when are the tourists going away in, yeah. in, in the summer? <laughs> um, but, you know, without the tourists, we would also lose a lot of our favorite breweries and restaurants as well. Um, so some people joke with me, you know, that, you know, they, they don't want the UP to get too popular, you know, yeah. and, and over traveled, but we rely on that. And it's, it's always a balance um, but I love celebrating this place. And so long as people are respectful of the land and picking up after themselves, um, you know, that's, that's really important to me too. Yeah, for sure. So let's dive back into the sunrise side of things. What did you expect going into that? Was it, did you have any expectations? Yeah, very, very few expectations. Um, me committing to the idea of 365 sunrises really came in a very short window of time Yeah, when I committed to that. And then I decided I would not put the idea into the world publicly until I got through an entire month first. Like, let's get through January, Yeah, <laughs> make sure I can commit to that. And then I'll kind of tell the world that I'm doing this. It turned out to be that that winter of 2019, uh, January and February especially of 2019, was a tremendous winter. Yeah. Throughout the UP, uh, Lake Superior hit 90 percent something ice cover that year. Um, huge snowstorms. So I started this journey with a lot of chat. You know, starting that journey in a place like the UP dealing with winter climate, harsh winter climate, winter weather is a challenge. So I knew like if I could get through that winter, you know, the rest would, you know, fall in place, but I didn't really know what to expect. Um, you know, the, the response to the project did not, was not significant in 2019. I wasn't really posting about it on social media. It was Mm. much more of a, a personal project that I kept to myself 
more. People knew I was doing it. Um, but really, there was the website without the social media presence that there is today. So now it's kind of changed scope since then of I, I'm really inspired a lot more by the feedback I hear from people, you know, if it inspires them to watch a sunrise, you know, makes that their day better by seeing this beautiful vista. Uh, so I really feed off that that motivation now. And, and I kind of say the first three years were kind of for myself. Yeah. And I don't need that anymore. I, I still love that. But now it's something I really love to do for the people and for others as much as they enjoy it. Yeah. So the scope of everything continues to evolve okay. and change, which is wonderful. I did not expect it to be such a cherished part of the day for me. Yeah. What that hour or two means to me now is more than I ever expected. You know, hmm. it is my time for to find some solitude, you know, just to like reset every single day to get ready for the day you know, whatever the world is facing to whatever I'm facing in my personal life. Um, it's just a way to reset and, and stay grounded. Um, and through it all, there's been a, a tremendous amount of beauty I've gotten to witness. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been really fun to document it and to be out in nature every single day, no matter the weather conditions, um, has been really rewarding. But yes. I'm still... As because it's still going, I'm still trying to find how to summarize that. Yeah, because um, it has been a pretty immense undertaking, so the the scope of it just continues to grow. Yeah, for sure. So you had no expectations going into it. A lot of what I'm curious about is the trajectory. Like as far as no expectations going into it, you started it off. At what point were you like, "This is awesome," uh, and then at what point? I mean, you had to have some struggles down the road of saying, "What am I doing this for?" Yeah, right? there, there's definitely definitely struggles you know that first year it's now that i've done this for three plus years i can say it's a different experience for the six months out of the year where the sunrise is getting a little earlier every day mm -hmm. versus the six months of the year where it's getting later right. every day so that first year you know june 21st and the summer solstice and the earliest sunrise of the year was such a milestone yeah because it was six months of getting up earlier and earlier and earlier. And once I got through that, it was kind of, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't identify as a morning person. Yeah. I, I found out I could, after a, it took a month or two for this routine to set in and just be like, this is what I'm doing. This is part of my life now. But it took six months for me to sort of identify as a morning person. Yeah. Once I got through that first summer solstice, um, you know, being, because it's not being out the door at sunrise. It's being, most mornings, it's being out the door a half hour before sunrise mm -hmm. so I can get to somewhere. Um, but there's challenges, you know, it's, um, I recently had a, a, um, a nasty case of the flu and that, you know, like, but I was still out there every morning and, and to do it through that is a challenge. You know, yeah. there's morning, there's mornings where after nights I didn't feel well, didn't sleep well. Um, maybe just a chunk of time where I'm not inspired, but it's kind of, this choice to every day to kind of do the hard thing. Yeah. And 
you know, it's I kind of think a lot through this project about people who have um, intense gym regiments, which I've never had. But mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, but they stick to that. It's part of the regiment, part of the routine. They do the hard thing and they stick to that plan. And that's um, I think there's a lot of reward in, in, in trying to do something hard every day because it, I'm I still struggle to get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not it's it's not easy it's it's no different than anybody i don't think it's it's any different than anybody else you know when that alarm goes off and you yeah. gotta, get, gotta get to work you gotta get the kids to school or whatever it may be it's it's a tough time of the day but it's once i get outside once i step outside and feel the fresh air i i, I my energy picks up a little more and I, I start to move a little faster yeah but um there's been ebbs and flows but i would say now that any given week, I would say five days a week, I'm four to five days a week. I'm still pretty inspired to mm-hmm. go chase sunrise. There's probably one day a week for sure where I'm kind of just not doubting it, but just kind of like, ho hum, like, where do I go? You know, especially if it's been the same weather for several days in a row and I, I don't have like a new vantage point. Um, you know, so there's there's some tedium to it after you see nearly 1200 consecutive sunrises i can tell you that not every sunrise looks different it's Mm -hmm. kind of this trope that every sunrise is unique well i can tell you that many of them look very identical yeah Yeah. um you know so it's hard you you know when you when you have a week's worth of sunrises that are all overcast and gray you know it's 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 hard to find the motivation to like get up and, and and do it again yeah <clears throat> I a little bit relate it to, and I'm going to bring this up to you later is it's almost a, a metaphor for life. Right. Uh, and then I also think about this. One of my latest obsessions for a while has been, uh, the thought of through hiking. Have you, have you, are you familiar with like uh, Appalachian trail Pacific? Yes. Crest? Have, you ever, have you done any of that? Have you dabbled I've, in that world? I've not, but certainly familiar. Okay. I feel like your journey is, uh, a, I mean, very similar to that, right? You've got some awesome moments. You've got a lot of moments. Like, what did I do this for? You got a lot of moments where you're just grinding. Uh, and that's true of your sunrise adventure. That's true of what I imagine through hiking to be. That's true of life, right? Yeah, I really identify with people who do through hiking and, and the big hiking trips. And I think I'm not a runner by any means, but I think if I ever was, I'd be a, a, a marathon runner more than I would be a sprinter. Yeah. You know, and I have a lot of respect for people who commit to those, you know, huge journeys. And I, I think I've always. I've always thought of it with a lot of the projects I've done. They've had a real creative slant to them, but I've always wanted to take on a physical excursion um, iteration of these things. You Mm -hmm. know, if it's a huge hike, you know, I gravitate towards doing something like that. Yeah. Um, But it is, it is a great, you know, analogy for, for life and things, you know, we have to, you know, I do sunrise and I chose that and, and I love it. And I will encourage anybody to watch more sunrises and with the notion that I think it will improve their life. Yeah. But there are a gazillion other things that people can do, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
sunsets are pretty good too, you know, and there's a lot of ways you can experience the outdoors. There's a lot of healthy practices you can do every single day that have nothing to do with, with, with sunrise. You know, if, even if it's a matter of journaling every day or, um, different creative pursuits. Um, but, but that idea of committing to something, no matter what, um, is, is a great lesson in life because you don't know when those hardships are going to come and you don't know when you're going to be knocked down with the flu, but you got to get up and do it again. And then that's, you know, you don't know what what life's going to hit you with. So the other, you know, I, it's really given me a lot more perspective on mental health and just awareness of mind and things but I've kind of come up with this slogan that I use a lot of the sun still rises Mm -hmm. and that, um, especially through this pandemic, um, it was just a good thing to keep in mind. There's, um, a lot of ugliness in the world. There's a lot of ugliness in the world right now. And it's, it's a great way to just keep in mind that there's another sunny day ahead. Even if you don't see the sun at sunrise, the sun is still up. It's behind the clouds. You'll see it again, right. and it's kind of a way of choosing, you know, a, a half, a glass half full mentality. Mm-hmm. For sure. And this is somewhat of a a selfish question on my part because yeah. I like the, I can't stop thinking about these through hikes. Um, so I'm curious about you, and, and I'm I'm curious with the sunrises. You, you've recently you have a project called Bugsy Land. Is that right? Where you're looking for some donations to help fund this project just because it's a huge commitment, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Would it be at all true to say that maybe you you were looking for a different trajectory or a different path or a new project or something like that? Is that, is that true? Or what would you think there? Well, yeah. So this, this year I've launched what I'm calling Bugsy Land, which is a membership model to kind of support my creative endeavors. Yeah. That has come out of sunrise because the commitment of sunrise has only grown since 2019. Now I'm posting to social media every day. Now I'm taking a couple minute video every day that all gets edited to social media every day between the website, um, launching a little side project called watch more sunrises as a little brand, um, managing a little gallery in my store. It has grown exponentially just the management of the project. And I don't want to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still quite motivated, but I also need to justify the time, the energy, um, because it does take away from other, you know, bills have to get paid in life. Mm-hmm. So as much energy as I'm contributing to sunrise, I need to draw some monetary value out of it. Yeah. To keep going and, and to justify the commitment. Yeah. Um, it is a nearly full-time job now when, when I think of just sunrise alone on an inspired morning can be a two-hour commitment. Well, you do that seven days a week. And then it's easily um, one to two hours post-sunrise to maybe write something in a journal edit a few photos, post to social media, edit a little video. And that's all before you touch editing and managing the website, the photo prints, 
downloading and that's all from my phone yeah what's on social media and then there's all these photos from my slr camera which is just a whole other project so it is it has grown tremendously in in, in management um so i've not really wanted to step away from sunrise i'm just trying to find ways to step further into into it okay and you know trying to justify that time and then also um a way to justify my other community efforts, you know, something like, uh, which haven't been brought up yet, are things like Platter Day and 906 Day, mm-hmm. uh, which I put on every year um, as community initiatives, which are big time commitments um, that have a lot of value in the community. And I want to pour more effort, and effort into those. But, you know, Bill's I have to get paid. Yeah. So I mentioned the through hikes at the beginning of this. And right, I, I will right. bring this full circle. Okay. Um, but I think it's I think it's good. You doing the Bugsy Land thing, right? It's not saying, hey, people, give me your money. It's saying, if you appreciate what I do, yes. uh, I really appreciate your support. So it's, uh, it's a good thing, right? Yeah. Um, and it's a membership model that's kind of more geared towards what a lot of podcasters are doing, other content creators are doing. It's that new going down that road of, of being a content creator more, right. which I've been a little nervous to like latch on to that title. Yeah. <laughs> but I think through the social media aspects, it's what I'm doing now. Yeah. And so here's my grand picture. The through hike bringing this full circle is that I could see a world that I'm just going to try to paint the whole thing is you keep the sunrise going. You do the Appalachian trail, the Pacific <laughs> crest trail, the North American trail, maybe the North American trail. Cause that brings you through the, the up right right um you document every sunrise you also video the entire thing either somebody's with you taking a video and then you have a highly edited highly cinematic video that's part of your fresh coast film festival at the end of the year i would love to and it's certainly not beyond my scope of thinking yeah (laughs) i would love to do something like that i think one of my fears is that There's a lot of logistics to manage because I keep a busy life, you know, still trying to manage my shop and the film festival. And I would love to take on more travel with it if it's hiking or traveling by other means and road tripping. My fear is that I can always say, oh, I can I can do a big through hike about sunrises later on in life. Mm -hmm. No problem to think that. But because I've dove so deep into sunrise i think the moment that i choose not to i might be done with it for a while okay <laughs> like i think like okay right i've done the sunrise thing i'm gonna sleep in for a while and i don't really know what happens at the end okay and that's a big question for me you know if if I do a big hike like between now and then or not, but but the, it will end one day and, and the day I stop sunrising, you know, will I be so burnt out on sunrises or will I naturally be a morning person that maybe still casually gets up with for sunrise without the goal of documenting it or making it a project? Right. Um, so it's. I, I would like to keep moving forward with this project and sunrising, as I say, um, pursuing some of those, you know, a larger scale trip of some sort um, before it all comes to a halt because it will at some point. Yeah. 
And that could be the grand finale. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? You're absolutely. doing the sunrise for the hike. It's a three month hike. Yep. Uh, sunrises for that entire thing. At the end of it, the Fresh Coast Film Festival, the playing your video. I would be there watching it. That mm-hmm. could be the the end of it. It's I would I would love to do more with video um, from my own standpoint for sunrise. I've always since I was a teenager. I've always done a lot of still photography. Um, I've always had a passion for photography, but videography is still very new to me Mm -hmm. and being involved with the film festival and and friends who are professional videographers i've certainly learned a lot about it and would like to introduce more video work um and that's without having a you know someone join me to to document it all but yeah would certainly love to yeah yes my my interest of it became through backpack hunting which is just a means to get to a place that's further away from the rest of the hunters uh, and realizing there's this whole world of these people that just think year round and hike year round that's what they're doing they're just hiking no destination beyond i, I suppose the trail right right uh there's it's something romantic about that uh it feels like you would go through the roller coaster that i'm not saying it's like a high and low roller coaster but the ebbs and flows and the inspiration and the grind that you go through from the sunrise side of things i think the same is true there and i think you'd learn a lot about yourself you'd expect it to be very transformational but at the same time it wouldn't but at the same time it is you know what i mean there's (laughs) yes uh, i I don't know there's just so many layers to it that is just yeah i guess that's part of the intrigue Yeah. yeah it's i travel as a whole and just being in new places um i've never been a big adventurer and i think okay. this sunrise journey is kind of um makes that point is i like to do a lot of traditionally i like a lot of small quick hikes you okay. know, which i do every day you know and i've never done a big hike like that and i, I think there's room to grow into that and certainly not opposed to it um but I've always been a, a short little, I like, you know, these little snippets. Yeah. Um, but with that, it's, you know, there's there's a lot of draw to um, sunrising in a new location, whether it be exotic or something like the pyramids in Egypt or mm-hmm. Hawaii or, you know, Maine for the first sunrise in the United States each year. Um but there's also something really important to me about having a really intimate, close relationship with Lake Superior and the land that is the UP. And I think we can, I've drawn more towards a message of, of how much we can appreciate our own backyards mm-hmm without the need and desire to get to these exotic locations when there's so much, um, you know, from tip to tip in the UP. For sure. Yeah. No, I, I think about, I talk about the West all the time. Um, I, I, I love going out there. So the Pacific Crest Trail is what's what I'm really interested in, but through that, because I'm here, my wife's family is here. I'm here. Uh, I've had to, and I've successfully done you just find beauty where you're at, right? And, yeah. and it's there. It's all over. It's all around us. Yes. Yeah. That's a huge part of what I'm doing. And that's what I like to promote about the um, the dreary days, which has been a lot of this week. 
a lot of winter sunrises where you don't see the sunrise, but this notion that there's still plenty of beauty in the world to be found uh, when the sun doesn't rise, when you're in a place or location that's less than ideal. Um, but to be looking for that beauty outside and to have a keen eye of, of just finding something outside that delights you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where I really shine and what's really worked well for me is I, I take a lot of delight in the world for the smallest of things. And there's a lot of that in the natural world. Yeah. And and I'll, this will be my last question about this because, again, this is what i am <laughs> recently been pumped on. So yeah. th- one more question, we'll move on. Does the thought of, I guess it's a, it's a multi-part question here, we'll make it into a couple, but does the, the business side of things, does it drain you down or is, is it a, is it a necessary evil or do you enjoy the, the web? I mean, you enjoy the website of things, but I guess, can you dive into that? The business, the, the managerial side of things? I, I, customers of mine will know that I struggle with the managerial side of business. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. I am very inspired by the creative pursuit and right. by the pursuit of putting ideas into the world. Okay. Um, all the management of that is what, you know, that's where I find myself in the swamps of life, just like struggling through, like keep up with emails, um, whatever's on the agenda for that week, getting orders out the door. Um, it's a lot. So I, I try to... I try to find ways to manage that better. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm kind of facing why I launched this Bugsy Land membership um, plan is to one, hold me accountable to these people as well, but to try to partition my life off a little more and be like, this is my sunrise stuff. This is my shop stuff. Um, you know, Mondays is for business and getting things done and I can dive back into the creative things on another day, but it's grown so much that it is trying and yeah, this is the, okay. Trying to think how to best summarize this. The management of all things sunrise year of the sunrise has grown so much, but there's never been a day off. Mm Mm-hmm to take the time to figure out how to manage it better. Right, right. Because you do it every day, you know, if you think of, I've got a lot of journal notes about, um, oh, they, I don't know what they call them in sports, but the journeymen who play have played so many consecutive hockey games or, mm-hmm. you know, whatnot. They still have an off season. <laughs> you know, they still have right. the summer to like... Um, train and get back in shape or work on a new contract. But it's, it's a funny thing when you do something every single day without question, um, you never have the luxury to step back um, and kind of just rework on the management side of things or whatever it may be, you know, so there's never having a day off is um, makes a, a struggle to, to keep up with every day. Okay. For sure. So I told you my last question that was, a, I t- and then said, it'll be a multi-part. So that was part one. Part yes. two is, again, thinking about this through hike thing, could you do that where you let, you, you're able to disconnect from some of that. So you have a university student, you have somebody fill in that's taking care of that side of things that isn't your natural drive to do. Uh, so that lets you disconnect from that, lets you lean back in on the creative and 
goes on this grand adventure, you're still doing it. You're still producing content media for the sunrise for again, this film festival. It feels like it could be pretty cool. But again, this is me just talking because I want to do something like this. (laughs) No, I, I, I'll be very blunt in saying that I need help. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's grown into a big project and I actually reached out to some people recently about, um, finding a student or somebody with some some photo management organization skills to help manage the back end of this project Mm -hmm. and some of the social media and things so it has grown to that that sense right i need some more external help um there's actually related to this and I'll, i'll i'll send them your way i think you'd really like it i've been really inspired by this a gentleman named Craig Maud. Okay. And he's an American living in Japan. And I kind of modeled my membership model after his. And he does all these walks in Japan and he docs, documents them along the way. He makes books, does writing and photography. But it's very, it's, you know, it's less about, but he, I don't know, I guess you could call him through hikes, but through traveling. It's very much all the same conversation and to see I'm kind of an observing how he's making this successful okay. after doing it for several years in Japan. And he's got this membership model and um, he speaks very openly about, you know, how he manages these projects and different things. But it's really inspiring to see just to see that somebody else is out there uh, making these kinds of commitments is, is really exciting. But yeah, there's there's a lot of help that's that's needed. I've I ended up in a position where I I say yes to a lot. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time saying no. Yeah. I like to say yes. I like to do things. Um, but then you turn back and you're like, well, this is a lot to manage. Yeah. And again, it, it ties into the fact that a project that is growing without a day off yeah. because the moment that you, and this is what happened. I have a massive backlog of photos that need to be edited from year of the sunrise. Well, I, after 2019, I didn't necessarily plan to keep going, but I kept going and, but I took a pause from editing the website, from managing the photos, but I knew I was just going to keep doing with, the documentation part of it well you take that pause you you know all of a sudden you're a month behind photo editing and you're still doing it every day yeah so now i'm trying to catch up on all this backlog of photos while it's still growing every day which means um yeah it's (laughs) it's 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 never ending you know and sometimes i joke i just want like one day that's like a 48 hour day. Yeah. You know, where the sun, the earth just rotates a little slower so I can have a day off, you know, catch up on some things. It's, it's, it's a difficult thing when, when there is no, there's no weekend. There's no, um, you know, there's no summer break. There's no off season. Um, um, it's, so it's, while I love that challenge, it, there's certainly aspects of it that are, it's daunting yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I think that's uh, it's like a pain point that you hit, right? Where you need to bring somebody else in to help you. It can be difficult to do. And you're thinking, how can I afford this? Um, mm-hmm. How can I manage this? Uh, whatever. I mean, but 
when you're forced into it, I think that's where, if, yeah, that's where a magical moment can happen. Once you have somebody that's in there, cause there are people that are, that gravitate towards the things that you're not great at oh, sure, and they sure. will excel at it and can leap you to a whole other level, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. So anybody out there that's listening, I, I love when people reach out and there's, there's definitely a lot of, a, a lot of room for, um, yeah, taking, um, taking on some help. Yeah. So thanks for listening to my, my pitch. On, no, I love uh, it. It's, I'm going to be thinking about the, um, yeah, the Pacific Rim trail or something for yeah. Appalachians. Yeah. Right. The, uh, the Pacific crest is the thing that I just can't stop thinking about, but, um, let's dive back into the sunrise. Any cool moments, cool stories, any th- people reach out to you that I, I, I feel like there's gotta be some neat moments that have come along the way. Yeah, there's another big lesson here with a lot of these creative pursuits, whether it be my 50 state tour, some of the things I've done in the UP and now Sunrise. I'm such a stickler that if you take an idea, put it into the world, commit to it, even when things aren't looking up, is that good things will happen. Yeah, And things that you aren't able to predict. You don't know what those things will be. And in terms of sunrise, it really, a lot of those opportunities really started to surface in 2020 after I kind of put into the world that I got through a year of doing this. And one of the first ones was doing a collaboration with the meditation app called Headspace. Okay. And they have a huge following across the world. And we did a little sunrise feature on their app and they were incredible to work with. Um, You know, it was small monetary incentive, which was great, but then it was also huge for um, my reach and exposure. And when that launched, all of a sudden I had, you know, a lot of my press and exposure for these projects have been Michigan and Great Lakes based. Mm-hmm. I very seldomly have had exposure that, you know, across the world. But all of a sudden I had someone from Spain messaging me about Sunrise and someone from South Africa. And it was mm. really awesome to now have this this sort of this tiny um, global impact from this project. And one of the one of the coolest things is that for those familiar, there's a TV show out there that exists called Joe Para Talks With You on Adult Swim. And through my UP endeavors, I've been able to um, form a nice friendship with Joe. Hmm. And it's been fantastic. And I was able to kind of help with some scouting things in terms of UP and... and um, um, finding filming locations uh, while they were planning to come back and film. And they actually asked me to participate as an actor hmm. in one of the episodes that opens with a sunrise. And it's actually me doing my thing. And it's, it's, it's Bugsy as himself in this episode of season three. Hmm. And it's so cool that a, a piece of my story um is now for forever a part of this television show which i would have never predicted that no right and it's just a really fun story within the larger story 
um, of what happens when you commit to these ideas and, and you, you know, you put yourself out there and, you know, yeah, it was really fun to do. Yeah. Any other cool moments? I mean, it's probably hard to count, right? You've had many people reach out. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. One of my, another favorites is, uh, the first year, you know, I, I started 906 day to celebrate the UP a, a decade ago. So September 6th and September 6th of 2019, I had an opportunity to do sunrise underneath the Mackinac bridge. Hmm. So I was able to get a boat tour from the owner of Shepler's ferry and he took me out on a personal boat ride to go under the Mackinac Bridge at sunrise. I was hoping for it to be right in the middle of the bridge with the sun above the water, but below the bridge yet. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, as it goes, it was 906 day, but it was rainy and dreary and cloudy. And hmm. that's just part of the project, how it's, it's how it goes, but it's still a really cool photo, a great memory, you know, um, of being on the boat and seeing the bridge in the background, um, really fun, cool, unique experience. Um, but you know, you, you, you can't, you can't predict what the sunrise is going to do. And you certainly can't do, do so if you want to be on a specific date. Yeah. But, uh, it was, it was awesome that they were generous to, to do that for me so I would, I would like some more unique opportunities uh, like that um, but then there's just some nice moments in nature too uh, there's there's one photo from early maybe spring of 2019 I was out at Black Rocks in Marquette on Presque Isle I remember kind of feeling uninspired that day I went out took a few photos and um, there was a small strip in the sky without clouds. So the sun um, came through brightly for, for just five or 10 minutes. I was kind of uninspired and made a short effort of it and started walking back. And I kind of decided I'd, I'd take one last look over my shoulder to just see what the sky was doing, what was behind me. And I'd never seen it before. There was a, a deer standing way out at the very tip of the rocks hmm. at Black Rocks. And I've, there's deer out there all the time at Presque Isle, but I've never seen one on the rocks down there. And then um, I kind of scouted them for a little bit and it was just a really nice composition of ending up having a, this deer, um, a silhouette of him walking, you know, with the bright sun, hmm. bright sunlight behind him. And it was, it was, it was a very happenstance moment because I happened to look behind me, you know, after I was kind of feeling uninspired yeah. for the day. So from a photographer's standpoint, I always say, you know, take, take one last look over your shoulder before you leave a place, yeah. you, you know, um, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of small moments like that. And, and there is a couple recently where I love the seasons where Lake Superior is either freezing or thawing. Mm-hmm. Um, you get all these cool ice formations, changes every day on the shoreline. Um, but when you get that, the all the ice shards or like the stacking of ice, um, you know, and seeing that, how quickly, you know, some of those ice formations change in real time. It's awesome to witness. So, mm-hmm. so that's what I was kind of mentioning earlier and taking a lot of delight in those, those pieces of nature. Yeah, for sure. Have you, or do you have moments where you struggle with sharing thinking, uh, 
what do other people think or does anybody care about this? Have you had those moments? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's something I've, I've battled with, um, you know, for a long time. I, it's still there, but I have shrugged it off and mm-hmm. I, found, I found a good way to kind of manage those thoughts. So these definitely seep in all the time, but, um, I know I'm, I'm critical of my own photography. I know that my photography is a different style and, and I, I like a very, um, I know the look, you know, which doesn't use filters and it doesn't use, you know, I love just a horizon with water and sky and it's no pure Michigan cover photo. Right. Um, but I like things that are very honest, um, without a lot of saturation. And I like to look at a photo and be like, that is, that's what I saw. You know, that is what represents what I saw with my naked eye. Mm Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have the maybe sex appeal of, of some photography, but that doesn't speak to me. So I know confidently, you know, I, I do what speaks to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a pretty meager approach to it. I, I have a very nice camera, but it is over a decade old and my lenses are old. So I, I kind of get self-conscious like, oh, I wish I had updated gear and, and, and different things like that. Um, but... I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. Yeah. Those, those thoughts seep into mind, but I also um, am very proud to think about, I've, I don't know, um, you know, anybody else who's done this, especially through a winter climate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where you're on top of sugar loaf with negative 30 wind chills. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, while the photography aspect is a huge component of it, it's never been about the photography for me it is it is the proof that i was out there it is the documentation of it but you know at its heart it's about being out there you know outdoors somewhere and feeling the wind in my face and feeling that cold and i will always say no matter how beautiful a sunrise photo can be no photo is as good as being out there, yeah, you know, and, and, and feeling sunrise and, and the wind and hearing the sounds and, and whatever else. Mm-hmm. A no, bit the, of a tangent maybe in that answer, but. No, it was good. It was good. <laughs> uh, part of the reason I ask is that's something I not struggle with, but it's a question I have myself about this, right? Um, and just growing up in this area and this culture, I've said it before, like humility is the core of life. Like you don't brag, you don't say, look at me. Mm-hmm. So even just putting something out there is saying, even though that may, that's not your message, it can be taken as look at me, for example. Um, for this, it's easier because it's not about me. It's about you. Yeah. Uh, as well as I feel like if you have a big enough why, like what are you doing, then it overrides any concerns or questions there. Yeah, I, I struggle with that. And at times, certainly. And I've, I've been fortunate through a lot of my projects to have a lot of media attention through mm-hmm. certainly local newspaper stories and television coverage. And I'm grateful for that. And I get self-conscious when it's like, do they really want me to be on TV again? Like I get, I do, do people are going to get sick of seeing me. Like, why is mm-hmm. that Bugsy kid, you know, and, right. and like, why is he getting all this attention? And I, I, I do get self-conscious about that. And it's really heavy in the fall when I have 906 and Platter Day and Fresh Coast Film Festival all lined up. And, you know, I'm like, all the Fresh Coast team is like, all right, Bugsy, you're, yeah. the, you're the media guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but I try to come at it with a sense of humility and maybe even more than humility is I focus a lot on authenticity. Sure. You know, I love to put my ideas into the world. Um, you know, and I think people gravitate towards that when they see an authentic passion for that idea, Yeah, you know, and that I am pursuing that, um, with an eager interest, um, I think people like to see it. I, I mean, I know I like to see it. I, I love to see when people put themselves into the world and like go after whatever it is they're pursuing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does take a lot of resilience. Um, you know, I've had no shortage of naysayers, you know, for, mm-hmm. for different reasons over the years. And, you know, you, you learn to kind of... Um, cast some of those comments or things aside, but it's, it's always difficult to face criticism. Um, but I've always approached a lot of my creative projects is, I mean, I do sunrise. It's a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty happy thing. <laughs> right. Like it's, it's not a lot of, um, controversy in, in, in sunrise and, you know, me trying to encourage people to wear plaid for platter day. Um, you know, I, I try to have a lot of lightness and fun and, and, and bring that to the world. So I, I think people see that, um, and, and they see that there's a community aspect to a lot of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I, I definitely get self-conscious with some of the feedback I receive or, uh, this isn't as good. Somebody else would do this so much better than, yeah, that's where I go a lot is thinking that somebody else could do this so much better. But then I realized nobody is doing this. And I think I always think of, if I was in front of a group of high schoolers and trying to motivate them, or if I had to give a graduation speech or something, like what would I say? And I think, success I come to this a lot success comes out of the willingness to do something that most people aren't right and most people aren't willing to get up at sunrise every day of the year yeah (laughs) that's fine I get it I get it I'm not willing to go to the gym every day of the year you know I'm not willing to give up some of my terrible eating habits yeah whatever it may be um Um, but I, I think we carve out a lot of that potential in life when we find the things in life that we're willing to do that most people aren't. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to, I'm not concerned about being the best photographer, the best web development or social media guy with all the sunrise stuff. But like, there's a simpleness that I'm just willing to do something that not everybody is right. And I, I think that can still translate to a lot of different subjects. Yeah. To any area for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To stand out in work, life, anything you do that thing that most people aren't willing to yes. do and you're going to, you're going to yeah. go a long ways. Yeah. <clears throat> so pre sunset, what were you doing for work at that time? Yeah. So I'm a web developer by trade. Okay. And then, so I worked at a couple agencies down in Lansing doing web development, a little bit of marketing. And then I came back to Marquette in 2014 and worked at an agency called Elegant Seagulls in Marquette for about three years. And then since then, I've 
been working my retail shop, UP Supply Co., you know, full time. Yeah. You know, and I've got a couple employees there and um, should be open right now. So I'm not there, but hopefully it's open and, and right. running. And it's a slow time of year at the shop. You know, we really rely on e-commerce this time of year. And then it's, you know, summer is, is very busy with tourism. Yeah. For sure. So, but when you started the Sunrise, did you, was that a transition point? Like you had quit working at the agency as well, or at what point in the Sunrise process did no, you? No, I, I was I was running the shop full time. Okay. And had some help there. Um, <clears throat> it didn't really align with anything else in my life for any particular reason or effort. Okay. Um, it just kind of fell in place where it did for for no rhyme or reason, you know. So starting in 2019. Yeah. Do you thrive in this environment? Like you're not a nine to five guy, right? I mean, or at least you're not in that current setup, but do you thrive in the environment where you have many layers to pursue? It's hard to say, Okay, <laughs> you know, um, I, I think it's a, a balance, you know, there's pros and cons to each. Um, I, I think I want to say I thrive on flexibility. Mm-hmm. But I also know that I need a little bit of, you know, rigidity in my day to like get things done. If things are too fluid, it's too easy to say, oh, I'll do this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's hard. How I know I work and how I know a lot of these projects have been put into the world is I will dive deep deep into them for a period of time and okay. kind of like step back. Right. I've kind of have this analogy I've used for a long time with a lot of the output um, of what I do in life as I see myself as a sponge and I will go through these periods where I, whatever the inspiration is, I will absorb, 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 absorb until that sponge is just sopping wet. Mm -hmm. And then I go through these periods of just squeezing it and just, and that's like the output of just like, if it's making a website or taking photos or whatever, you know, I go through this period of squeezing the sponge and just like cranking it all out, you know, staying up late, working on a website, um, designing something, um, until that sponge is dry again. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of step back and just kind of like, okay, absorb again. So I, I definitely know that I have, I have a hard time being, if we're talking about productivity, I have a hard time being, and this is where the nine to five comes in. I have a hard time being consistently productive Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. I'm more like, let's have a two or three week just go really heavy into something, Mm -hmm. you know, every day. And then maybe a week of just like, whew. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's finding that balance. And I've, 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 I've come to have a healthier balance of sort of the balance of all of that, but it's, it's never been easy for me. So part of my question on the thriving part is not necessarily like, are you maximizing your productivity, but more on, do you thrive as an individual? Like, are you the happiest? Are you the, are you fulfilled the most when you're able to explore these areas versus being in a a nine to five, for example? Yeah. I, 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 it's a term that is out there in the world now that I think people, um, researchers have, have kind of gravitated towards, but they call flow state. 
Okay. And when I am in that flow state, I'm definitely my happiest, um, which doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, I'm working hardest when I'm sort of in that flow state. Okay. You know, it's when I'm in the zone and just like take an idea and running with it and just like producing. I love to produce and put things out. Um, mentally, I struggle the most when I'm in between. Yeah. You know, when I'm struggling to focus, when I'm struggling to find inspiration, when I'm struggling to create, um, that's when I, I, you know, um, one way to say it is a lot of the ideas I have in my head, there's a lot of ideas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a lot of things I want to put into the world. I get more stressed from not working on something than I ever do working on something. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the things that aren't getting done that, that stress me out, um, that are in my head. But it's, so then at that point, it's a matter of working in a little bit of balance of like, Hey, it's Friday night. I should probably enjoy this a little bit. You Mm -hmm. know, maybe I should go out with some friends or, you know, and that was a little more back when I had a career, and when I was managing some creative pursuits outside of a full-time job. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's still important today to like take time, you know, before I get burned out or, or something that like, or give faith to the idea that, you know, some socializing time or something else is, is inspiration and fuel to, to keep going. Yeah. Do you follow or listen to Jordan Peterson at all? Are you familiar with him? I'm familiar with him, but don't follow. I don't know a lot about a story or, or the or his content at all. Okay. Uh, unbelievable, intelligent uh, psychology prof- professor from Canada. But anyways, um, he talks about, and I'm curious if it's the same thing that you're talking about in that flow state. And I feel like he said this, and maybe I'm putting wrong words into his mouth. But when you're in the zone, right, you're, you know you are because you're so engaged, you can't look away if you wanted to. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. That it's like that, <clears throat> yeah, that moment where whatever it is, the conversation, the act of what you're doing, you know you're in the zone because you are just so engaged. Again, you you literally would not be able to walk away or whatever. You know, it just captivates mm-hmm. you so, so greatly. Uh, is that kind of what that is, that flow state? Is that what you're talking about? Or Ab- Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's diving in. And quite frankly, I was in that this morning which was wonderful but having this natural having this break in the day sometimes is an interruption to that but sometimes it's a healthy time to like step back and be like hey there's no reason why i can't just step back into like this later in the day Mm -hmm. um and that used to frustrate me more when when i was in the zone or flow state and would get interrupted yeah unknowingly interrupted if it's a planned engagement it's much more manageable, but I, I struggle with that flow state. Um, when I have an interruption that's out of my control and I'm like taken out of it. Um, but yeah, I, I love to be in that state. Um, you know, it means, it means I am passionate and focused and that I am being, you know, not everything in life is about being productive, but it's, um, I do have a passion for putting these things into the world and, and a lot of it's for my own enjoyment. I, I 
you know, a lot of this goes back to web development and like with what I was working on this morning, I, I, I just enjoy making those things and like, Oh, here's a little idea. It'd be great if it looked like this mm-hmm. and to, to figure it out and to sort of problem solve and then to see it exist in front of you. It's, it's a nice little feeling. So, yeah, I somewhat make a connection and I'm curious of your thoughts, that flow state or in the zone and the fact that you really gravitate towards that. We're similar in that what we do, we go all in, right? But I am the happiest. I am the most excited in something new. A new project like this is just hard to describe how exciting this is. When I started real estate, I still enjoy real estate. But when I started real estate, like I am, you're in that zone where maybe everybody's this way, but like I am just all day. That's what I'm thinking about. Yes. That's what I'm engaged in. I feel like I can learn it very, very quickly. Maybe that's normal and maybe we're not super unique, but I feel like the benefit of you being that way ties into the fact that you can learn about and start this film festival or do this or start platter day or do this thing. You learn it in two weeks, like an immense level of knowledge, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Do do you think there's a connection there in that personality trait of going all in and also being able to learn it and soak it up? And the fact that you are engaged, like you're going to bed that night, not able to sleep thinking about what this is or what you should be doing. Yeah, there's a lot of restless nights where I just can't get something off my mind. I gravitate towards that a lot and but it's an issue too. So one of my one of my role models, somebody has, I've always looked up to is Richard Branson. Okay, yeah. And the for those not familiar, the eccentric British billionaire who's founder of all things Virgin starting with Virgin Records and Virgin Airlines. Yeah. But he always talks and other people talk about this too, but that you have whether it be business or creative pursuit is you have starters and you have finishers mm-hmm. and I am a hundred percent a starter. Sure. You know, I love to get something new off the ground, but it is true that that passion will start to wane and die off. Cause I want to start the next thing. Right. So, and what Richard Branson found a lot of success is he started however many countless companies under the Virgin brand is he would start them all get them going, get the ball rolling, get the momentum behind them, and then find someone to put in place to sort of like take that out. Like, this is yours now. You're going to take this over. Mm -hmm. And I I very much operate in that. I'm very good at starting things. Um, You know, I love the excitement of something new. Um, But a lot of the time that does, you know, you know, it starts to die off. And what do you do then? Right. And, you know, I have projects that I see as unfinished and, you know, it's, I don't necessarily think that the passion maybe is gone from those forever or anything like that. But I got so excited about this other new thing mm-hmm. that it's just taken, taken my energy over. Um, so it's a challenge, you know, and, and right now I'm, I'm in this place. I love the projects I have right now. I'm certainly not, there's a lot in the back of my mind that has always kind of been there. I'm certainly quite satisfied and not looking to add anything new. So, you know, I want to ride out this. I don't, if we were talking sunrise, I don't know how long the passion, I don't want to go beyond the point where I'm just doing it and the passion's not there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long that passion will be there, but so long as it is, which is now, I want to lean into that as heavily as I can because it will die off one day. Right. Yeah. I assume. 
but who knows who yeah. knows when that will be <laughs> i mean i will die eventually yeah um yeah so so i think of that a lot and um but it, it ties back to a lot of, of like the bugsy land model of like trying to have the systems in place so i can sustain that passion you know while it's there yeah but a part of what i'm thinking about tying into that side of things and tying it into you saying you enjoy the website, the marketing, whatever else, but maybe not so much the strict management side of things is exactly like Richard Branson would do is have somebody there to take care of that side of things. It's so easy to say and another thing to do, right? Yes. Cause it's, it's a, it's a task to bring somebody in and, and find that right person and trust them and whatever else. But <clears throat> I think if you can lean in on who you are naturally and, and put, strength on that or put emphasis on that you'll thrive and flourish beyond another world of trying to focus in on what you aren't naturally yes i agree and and, i mean i have recognized that i I do have a passion for starting things and growing things and putting them out there Mm -hmm. and i need a little more help from the back end management of those things and, and for them to continue on one of my biggest struggles is that through my projects I wrote about this recently is having a lot of different modes, you know, okay. it's like a video game with these modern video games have so many modes in them and they're so advanced. And I kind of miss the old, um, Nintendo NES of like, there's one game mode, you know, there's, there's an AB button and that's it. Mm-hmm. And every day I feel like I have to wake up and be like, what mode am I going to be in? Because, web develop if, if i just even if i if you break it down to like the applications on my computer or my phone like there's like all the apps that are related to web development and that's mm-hmm. its own sort of mentality right and then there's the ones that are design and graphic design and then there's all the ones that are management of e-commerce customer relations, etc. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole other mode of just like business management, which is just, you know, bills, admin, payroll, etc. And it's very difficult to be in this one zone and then knowing that you have to transition into the next to get that done. Yeah. And that's where I really struggle a lot. Yeah. And, um, and it's kind of that a versus or left brain versus right brain. Um, I don't really mind. Well, okay. I have a preference. I know I like to be more towards the creative things, but I don't necessarily mind that admin stuff, but it's just that I don't like going back and forth. Sure. That's where it's hard. I like to just, you know, be heavily in on one but then if you're in that for too long, the tasks of the other side start to, <laughs> to pile up. Yeah. Um, so that's what I find the biggest, the biggest struggle. So I try to at least in a, throughout my week, um, knowing that like in this day, I'm not going to worry about any administrative stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do the creative stuff, the fun stuff, as some would say. Um, and then I will have a day a week where it's like, okay, I'm not touching any of the things I want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to 
touch the fun stuff today. You know, today is about the minutia of life and, and, and the paperwork and, and whatever else. So I try to, you know, and then if I can do that, it gives me something to look forward to, you know, to like get back to yeah. the fun things per se. Right, right. And I sometimes... I could talk myself in circles in this. I think there's honor and value in doing the things that you're not excited to do, right? Yes. You know, shovel the snow, put whatever. I mean, whatever it is, <laughs> shovel the snow, right. fix your roof, whatever right. it might be, do the thing that you don't necessarily want to do. And there's value and honor in that. Uh, but then you could also talk the, the flip side of take that one day of things that you don't like to do and have somebody else do them. And you might see an exponential change in what your, yeah. what your output is. Yeah. Right? Yep. So yeah, there's certainly, and this is, you know, a lot through a lot of my pursuits have been individual pursuits and I like that. Yeah. Um, I work well with that. And when we launched Fresh Coast Film Festival six years ago now, in terms of a large project, that was the first project I've ever done that was really, you know, where I was very creatively invested very emotionally invested, hmm. but I had a team. Yeah, you know, there was three co-founders, now seven board members, a ton of volunteers. But I had, I was so used to doing projects individually that I really had to learn to find my confidence of like, how do I create something that isn't just mine? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I create something that belongs to a much bigger? pool of people yeah and it was harder and i found a great groove with it but it's really nice having an organization too that like you know to know that it is moving forward without my immediate involvement you know if i have a bad day if i am you know like the sunrise example if i'm out with the flu for a couple days fresh coast there's still people working on fresh coast Mm -hmm. well sunrise it's I got to battle through that flu, you know, or yeah. it's like, cause it's just me. So, um, you know, that, that teamwork mentality versus doing something totally solo. And, and I don't want to make sunrise, you know, sunrise is a solo thing, but, um, you know, fresh coast is really nice to have that community involvement and everybody else stepping up into their roles. You know, there's, I'm very much in the marketing and branding side of that organization, Okay, you know, where, we have people who are focused on the volunteer standpoint and the sponsorship standpoint and the films. So it's nice that it's um, sectioned off really efficiently, you know, so people can step up into the roles that they do best, which we kind of mentioned earlier, you mm-hmm. know, having people, you know, available to step into that. And again, I could keep talking myself in circles, but the thought of growing this larger organization with teams and whatever else, you ever see the sign they had it hanging in Jimmy John's? I've seen it. a story of the the fisherman down in some tropical oh, island or something somewhere. No, I don't think so. Okay, that and I'm gonna do my best. I try to try to say this. Uh, a business executive flies in, sees him going out fishing every day, and says, "Hey, what do you do er, for work?" Oh, he's like, "Nothing. I just go fishing and I feed my family." And he says, "Well, why don't you buy a boat, and that way you can sell fish and." invest those funds back in your company. You can buy another boat so you can invest that back in the company and eventually have a large fleet of boats all making you money. And the guy said, so I can do what? He said, so you can afford to go fishing every day. And so, I mean, the flip side is that's what he's doing from the start, right? Uh, 
Right. So uh, you could talk yourself in circles of saying, why make this big organization to do the thing that you were already doing as it was? Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of truth in that. Um, And and I think there's a lot of truth in keeping something small. But yeah, right now I have a lot of, you know, I have, you know, there's, I have three major segments of, of my time and my professional time, I guess, is that Fresh Coast Film Festival, which is a huge team of people now and totally nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nobody on staff. So that's very different. And then I have Upper Peninsula Supply Company, small brick and mortar store with an e-commerce presence, you know, a couple of college employees and me. Um, certainly a for-profit company, you know, that is its own, you know, has its own structure, Mm -hmm. but then sunrise, which we've spent a lot of time talking about that gets, that's the thing that gets to be like kind of fully me. Sure. Like there's no, I don't have to appease anybody. Um, there's nobody telling me what to do. Yeah. Um, there's no board approval, (laughs) you know, I get Mm -hmm. to just do it. Right. And there's a lot of freedom and flexibility in that. And, and, and certainly um, there's more to account for if I, if I want to make it a full time living and, and different things. And, you know, speaking earlier about justifying the time and commitment yeah. that it is. But, um, yeah, it's nice to have a creative pursuit that is fully for me. And, you know, I've, I've had that approach to it. You know, it's, it's kind of if other people, especially through 2019, if other people enjoy this project, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's super inspiring to me. Um, really wonderful. Um, but it is for me first. Like I need to make sure that I'm still passionate about this, that I still want to be doing this and I'm not just, just doing it to appease, you know, somebody else. For sure. That's this for me too. hundred percent, a creative thing that, is for me. I don't have to answer to anybody. It's yep. strictly just something that I am engaged in. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and I mean, I love to take the feedback from other people and I, I love to see that they're inspired by it. But, um, if for such an individual effort that takes a massive amount of time, um, if I'm not happy doing it first, um, then why am I doing it? Yeah. It's a big thing to concern, to, to question. And, and as sunrise has, has continued, you know, it's, I'm very fortunate that I've been blessed with a lot of press and media and opportunities and quite frankly, a lot of praise for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I have to step back at times and make sure I'm still doing it for the right reasons sure. that I'm not doing it for the praise or attention, um, that I'm still being fulfilled by it and yeah. not doing it just to, keep a streak alive or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So that's important to me, you know, that I'm, I'm just doing it for the right reasons. And I don't doubt that I, that I am still. Yeah, for sure. What about the Fresh Coast Film Festival? What did that start from? Can we dive into that? Yeah, absolutely. So Fresh Coast Film Festival is an annual documentary film festival um, in and around Marquette every third weekend of October. So traditionally we do all documentary films, mostly shorts. Um, our 2021 festival had about a hundred films. Um, about 50% of those films had some kind of tie to the great lakes region. So it's not meant to be an upper peninsula or Michigan film festival, but really highlight all the great lakes. Hmm. Um, but we'd certainly bring in films that are coast to coast and a few international films, 
but it's primarily outdoors, adventure, conservation, um, you know, really anything to do with the outdoors. Mm -hmm. And this was our fifth festival. We canceled in 2020, unfortunately. So the organization's six years old now. And we have three co-founders, um, which are Aaron Peterson, who is our um, photographer and in-house videographer. Um, he's done a lot of work with Pure Michigan and hmm. UP Tourism that people have seen. And then Bill Thompson is the other co-founder who is one of the owners of Downwind Sports. Um, so it started as the three of us. Um, it's a really bootstrapped organization. We've, we've always said that there is no red carpet at the Fresh Coast Film Festival. If there was, it would be hunter orange and yeah. muddy on the first day, you know? <laughs> yeah. So we're a really loose organization. We, we like to keep things casual. Um, but in the last couple festivals, you know, we've had um, probably about a thousand participants. And hmm. We're really happy with that. And to highlight um, the UP, the Great Lakes, and uh, have a lot of fun doing so. Yeah. I've never watched it. I think I will this year. Yeah. So it's four day festival. So it's free Thursday opening to the public. We all gather underneath the tents and then, but we make use of, we don't have a traditional film venue, but we use the breweries, Black Rocks Brewery, Ordock Brewing Company, the library, Masonic building. Um, but now we're trying to find more ways to bring our content elsewhere. Like we would love to do a road show, either be in the Keweenaw or Traverse City or Duluth for, for a night. Hmm. And then we've, we've worked, um, we've done a lot of more programming with um, public TV 13. And that's been a great way to get some of our content out there. So we're, um, you know, our marquee event is that third weekend of October in Marquette, but then we're trying to find, you know, other means to get content out there. Yeah, for sure. So who came up with that idea initially? It was Bill, Bill Thompson and Aaron Peterson. Okay. Um, you know, Aaron's the filmmaker and he's been involved with some film festivals out, out West, like mountain film and BAMP film festival. And Bill is very involved with, um, ice fest, Michigan ice fest, the ice climbing festival in Munising every year. And they're both so involved with the outdoor community that they've long talked about it. And they kind of roped me in that first year to kind of take on some of the marketing components of it. Hmm. Um, so yeah, a lot of credit to those guys who are still involved just as much as I am. Uh, but since then we've added, um, a few more board members and a whole bunch of volunteers. Um, but yeah, it's been a really wonderful organization to be part of and it's been received, you know, really nicely in the community. Yeah. The videos themselves, were you impressed? I mean, the, those years and as they've gone on, has it been fun to watch? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's always inspiring. And there's, Every given year, there's too much content to take in. Okay. Um, it's structured in a way that it's, it's a choose your own adventure film festival. There's no way to see it all because we have so much content. Um, but what I like is, and I think my parents are maybe a good example of this. Um, my parents come to the festival every year and they, um, you know, they're what in their sixties and seventies now. And I would say they've never really participated in say 
action sports, Mm -hmm. but I think there's this one year they were really inspired by a surfing (laughs) film Mm -hmm. and they would have never seen that surfing film if it wasn't for this festival. So I think it's really fun when people see content that they wouldn't otherwise seek out or expect. So, you know, we'll have, you know, we'll have content from, from fishing to great Lakes surfing to, um, hiking, ice skating, um, conservation, bird watching, and, um, anything in between stone skipping, there's been a stone skipping yeah. video. And, um, but you come across these videos, not thinking like, well, how's, how's this documentation document documentary about bird watching going to be, you know, engaging right? or whatever the subject. There's one about picking up big stones. It's literally yeah. this, <laughs> these guys go around picking up big stones, um, but super engaging content. And, and they do a great job with the storytelling. So Aaron, has really inspired me you know he's really focused on this aspect of it's all about the story mm-hmm. you know and we've, we've shown a lot of films that you know have lower quality production value right but the story is really great and you know you can have a film with the highest production value and not a story and it's gonna flop yeah but you sure. can have a film that's got terrible production value um but a fantastic story and that's going to resonate a lot more mm-hmm. for sure earlier did you say you you haven't always been a big adventure or how did you put that what's your adventure scale have you i'd say it's very minimal okay you know i like a lot of um you know quick day hikes at most mm-hmm. you know i um not a lot of overnight backpacking I've not really done you know minimal camping Mm -hmm. you know so it's really yeah it's in that way I think I'm a poor ambassador for the UP okay sure (laughs) but um yeah I, I like to go out for casual walks rather than and this is where maybe I'm different than from like my sunrise project is like I like a lot of like you know casual light experiences with the outdoors rather than you know mm-hmm. going really deep you know right into the woods via whatever means yeah do you could you see yourself getting engaged in that world again i thought i ta- asked you earlier about the through hike about that side of things could you see that yeah i think so um you know i quite frankly i think there's going to be a time in my life that comes where i'm kind of done with the digital world too okay. Just yeah. kind of want to want to detach, um, but I think there's always been a desire to, um, you know, be more proficient in the outdoors. Okay, and I'm not. I'm a huge advocate of it, and and respect and admire those who are super knowledgeable, um, you know. But I've always done it from a very casual experience at most. Mm-hmm. For sure, the. Any other closing thoughts that you have? I'm trying to think of uh, even summarizing it again. Did I do Did I do a good job of it earlier of saying <laughs> the uh, potentially, I mean, you're saying a small adventure, but you must appreciate the adventure side of things, a creative and artist, right? That's a pretty good way to summarize yeah. your, your being. But any thoughts of closing it out or any favorite moments that you've had or, or, or advice that you'd have to somebody else that might have a similar uh, personality that would th- that would be drawn towards what you're doing. 
Yeah. You know, I, I've said it already, you know, and I've, I've chosen this presently, this, this, this path of sunrise, but I, I kind of write down and say sometimes that everybody has their sunrise, not meaning that sunrise is their thing, mm-hmm. but everybody has their thing to be passionate about mm-hmm. and to um, latch onto. And I always encourage people, you know, to take an idea and run with it. Like see how far you can go with an idea, with a hobby. And it doesn't even have to exist in the public realm. You right. know, I put a lot of my work into the public because I'm a web developer, quite frankly. And mm-hmm. that's my means that I've always known. And that's my skill set. Um, but, you know, there's there's a lot of, of, of quiet hobbies that can exist. And you can take really far without the need to you know, um, publicize everything, mm-hmm. you know? So, so when I say necessarily like put them into the world, it's not even like market them, but like, I think there's a lot of value in telling your friends and talking about it and they hold you accountable and get excited for you because you're working on a hand built canoe, sure, whatever it is. Um, so I think there's just a lot of value in talking and sharing those passions and ideas, um, with other people. Yeah. Um, one last question and then, then we should close it out with how do people find all of your stuff, but has the sunrise project changed you? Yeah, it's, I think it's changed me and I I think there's, I won't really know until it's over perhaps. Maybe I'll just fall back into my old habits or whatever else. Um, I think, I think by watching sunrise daily, I think I have a calmer presence throughout my life. Okay. I think, um, you know, I'm more grounded and and that's part of like, it is, you know, partly a meditative pursuit, um, seeking a little bit of silence every day. Um, so I think that's the biggest area of growth. Um, it has certainly changed me in a lot of practical ways in terms of I'm a morning person now. Mm-hmm. Um, my most productive time of the day used to be late at night, working late into the night. Yeah. Now my most productive time of day is after sunrise and before lunch. Hmm. And um, so there's some very practical things that have changed. And, um, you know, I think now it's it's really the latest place of where the scope of the project has come is really enjoying the way people interact with it and it's really inspiring to me to see how inspired others are by um the continued pursuit of it yeah um so i'll carry that with me forward and and it's really a way to um you know create and find more community with it Mm -hmm. so I'm still kind of processing, you know, how I've changed and and what the takeaway will be from all of it. But really it comes down to taking the time to appreciate the little things in life. You know, it is honestly, the sunrise is something that we all experience everywhere around the world. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of this lesson in empathy that, um, you know, it's something that we can all pause to take in, whether it be sunset too. 
Um, but it's up to us to up to us to kind of take those moments in our and nobody certainly nobody has to commit to every single day. Mm-hmm. But you know, to take a day in the week where you slow down, pause, take a little time in nature, um, is really valuable. Yeah, for sure. It's all good stuff. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a pleasure to be here and, and I I love talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So where can people find you? What's the best way for them to well, the easiest way for all of my endeavor is I am Bugsy Sailor on all things social media. Okay. So Bugsy Sailor is my handle, and that's, you know, B-U-G-S-Y-S-A-I-L-O-R, um, since we are um, audio-driven here today. Right. And then everything Sunrise-related can be found at yearofthesunrise.com. Okay. And from there, you know, it kind of links up to all my other projects and um, yeah, I, I get excited to hear from people. So anybody has any questions, look me up. Yeah. Feedback questions. Uh, again, if anybody wants to support the project as well. Yeah. Uh, right? You know, you can view all the photos. You can, um, certainly lend in, um, by supporting the project, becoming a Bugsy land member. Um, but, um, Yeah. You can host me if you, if you got a great sunrise spot and you like, Hey, this, you need to come over this way. That would be fantastic. Yeah. If you're a filmmaker out there, there's fresh coast film festival. Um, yeah, I kind of, I've kind of created this kind of world for myself, um, that I live in and it's just really nice, um, to go about life watching sunrise every day and convincing people to wear plaid one day a year. It's Mm -hmm. a fun, easy way to go. Yeah. So it's nice. Last question. I, I keep doing this where I tell you this. Yeah. Anyways, last question. Crystal ball 20 years from now, do you have a vision, a plan, or is it kind of take life as it comes? I think I know myself well enough that I will always want to be pursuing my ideas. Okay. You know, I will be happiest so long as I can continue to pursue what's in my mind. Yeah. Um, hopefully I can do that successfully. Hopefully I can do that in a world that I would love to inspire the community around me. And, um, yeah, that's, that's still the goal is just to keep putting things into the world that make the world a better place. Yeah. Where does that come from? Are you inter like, are you very internal? Are you always thinking internally about yourself, how your actions affect people, stuff like that? Or what? Yeah, I definitely, there's an internal element to it, but I think the more I've, I've grown, I think there's a big component of my parents having a big influence okay you know my parents quietly are very involved in their community they've always been very busy yeah talking about hikes and things they've been very inspiring to me lately um they they took a big trip out to glacier national park last summer and they're in their 60s and 70s and i could not believe the number of miles they put on Mm. hiking Mm -hmm. and i was they're one of the most, two of the most inspiring people in my life right now with how they embrace the outdoors. And uh, so I know that that's, they kind of plant these little subtle seeds. I'm like, well, 60 or 70 is a long ways off for me, but like maybe I'll be doing the PCT, yeah, you know, when I'm 60 or 70 because of seeing my parents, you know, um, um, how much they're hiking and 
kayaking at, at, at their age. Yeah. And I've already broken my last question rule. So I'll do one more. The, you went to school for sociology and, and, and sociology and advertising. advertising at okay. Um, the sociology side of things, does that tie into all of what this is? The commute community, the, the, all of it, does it tie into all of it? Absolutely. Yeah. Especially with the upper peninsula projects, because with sociology, I've always been drawn to sort of niche populations and communities okay and subcultures you know i think that interest in subcultures have kind of come out of my skateboarding days but the upper peninsula is very much a subculture Mm -hmm. you know is a unique place in the world with its own identity its own way of life and it's always spoken to me okay well appreciate it bugsy thanks for hopping on thanks logan it's fantastic (laughs) yeah hey guys thank you for listening today I hope you enjoyed it. If you have and you feel so inclined, share this podcast with your friends, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and give us some feedback with a review. Until next time, thank you.